We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to double coverage. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? Jason McCordy here. Devin McCordy on the side of me. Welcome to double coverage with the McCordy Twins. We're back. Another episode. As you guys know, you can find us each and every week right here on Ness. And if you miss us here, you can find us on YouTube or iTunes. All you have to do is search double coverage with the McCordy Twins. And as always, you can find us on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at McCordy Twins. And check out our cool website, McCordyTwins.com. Keep up with us, the latest things we have going on in the community. You can go on our uh, store on there and shop for some cool t-shirts that we've helped design. Dev, welcome to my show. Oh, man, but you got to let the people know, J-Mac, it's holiday season. Don't just go on McCordyTwins.com. Get that cool t-shirt that you've seen and post-game press conferences. Get it for somebody you love, man or woman. Like, hook them up with a cool t-shirt. We got them out there, you know? Sell it, J-Mac, sell it. My bad. I'm not going to let you host for much longer. I, I, I like this. I like the sounds of it. Maybe you can buy me one uh, for the holiday season because you haven't got me a gift in 33 years. So maybe we can make this the first one. Here. You just worry about holding your job. I was about to call David Letterman and see if he wants to take a break uh, from Netflix and come help me out with the podcast. Yeah, good luck with that. Anyway, recapping last week, you're able to come up with a home victory versus the Arizona Cardinals. What did it take to get to win this past Sunday? Uh, it, it's gritty out there. You know, we're gutting out wins, um, played a, a super explosive offense, um, a team that, you know, with Kyler Murray and, and DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hopkins top five in receiving yards, Kyler Murray uh, top in the league with touchdowns uh, by quarterbacks running the ball. So uh, we were able to slow them down a little bit and, and just gut it out on offense and defense. Uh, I would say the biggest thing for us was in the return game, you know, uh, with Gunner and uh, with Moncrief, Moncrief, two big returns. Uh, really helped us, and I think that was a big part of, of the success for us on Sunday. No doubt about it. Uh, just got to keep it rolling. Uh, like you guys always say, when I first got here to New England, I had to learn it, understand it. Football starts after Thanksgiving, so we just got to keep things rolling. Speaking of Thanksgiving, the NFL this past Monday and Tuesday decided to shut down all facilities in the wake of a huge uptick in COVID numbers following Thanksgiving. Uh, It's been crazy this entire season. We're adapting, uh, and I don't assume it's going to get any better with Christmas and the holiday season right around the corner with it now being December. Yeah, I mean, you know, we keep keep talking about it. You know, COVID is something you you really can't control. Um, The NFL is trying to do their best. Um, Thanksgiving happened on Thursday. Uh, so you have Friday, you have Saturday, you have Sunday, but don't worry, we shut down on Monday. Um, so um, and it's Tuesday. hard. Yeah, and Tuesday. Sorry, it, but it's hard right now. You know, it, if you if you go by everything and you shut down right after Thanksgiving, then there's no games this past weekend, and, and no one wants that. Um, so everyone's just trying to do their best. But COVID is here. I think everyone spoke about it, and we continue to speak about it. Um, every week because you can't avoid it. So um, there's going to be some interesting things, obviously, that happened this past weekend and going forward uh, with teams trying to survive and keep guys out there uh, amid, you know, amidst the, the, everything that's going on with the pandemic. 
No doubt about it. COVID, it took effect in week 12 of the season. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers game has been moved multiple times. Uh, we're recording this show on Tuesday. So as of today, Tuesday, they're supposed to play tomorrow, Wednesday. And then their following games, one will be played on Monday. And then the other will be fought, played on Tuesday. Now, I wanted to say we're recording here on Tuesday because, as you know, each and every day is different and things are subject to change. So if everything goes right and Baltimore remains negative and Pittsburgh remains negative, they will be playing on Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, primetime football. Have you ever played on a Wednesday? Um, no, not even back when like Pop Warner or anything. And I wouldn't call it primetime. Most people will still either be at work if they have a job that's in person. Or on their way down. Or no, they'll still be in Zoom conferences. So they'll be on their Zoom, they'll be on their WebEx, and they'll be in there like this. Then they'll be looking off like, oh, man, my team's going back. You know, so it's going to be a hectic for people at work. Kids are going to be home uh, eventually from school. You're trying to watch the game, watch football, and be, and be at work. That, that's going to be tough. You know, Wednesday night I, game, I'm not, not a fan of. I think I've played on Wednesday. Freshman football used to happen Wednesday afternoon after school where just mom and dad were in the stands. So much like kind of a COVID season just without mom and dad uh, in the stands. But freshman football, Pop Warner, you're throwing out there. The Denver Broncos game had a little bit of that feel to it when you go into the game without a single quarterback on the roster that is eligible to play could you imagine being in that situation as a teammate or even as uh, I think his name was Hinton that was went out there uh, from a practice squad receiver to starting in an NFL game at quarterback yeah I mean just flat out ridiculous and I think I think probably every team uh, across the NFL they were in their hotel Saturday and they're seeing this news or seeing the update they're like, man, that's, that's going to be crazy. And um, just to see everything happen, you know, you lose a whole quarterback room and to start the season, a lot of teams talked about having remote quarterbacks, having a quarterback that doesn't come in and, and all of these different things. And McCown filled that role uh, for a couple weeks for Philly. Um, but even if you bring that guy in and you put him out there on Sunday, I mean, that's not great football. So uh, Saints go out there and they really pummel Denver. Um, and Denver really, they didn't have a, a good chance to go out there and win a football game. Yeah. Um, but as the NFL has showed, you are going to be responsible for upholding the protocols. And supposedly, you know, the Denver quarterbacks weren't wearing a mask. So the NFL said, you don't follow protocols. We won't think about you or help you out. You see a game with no quarterback on the roster to play. Now, now what are the pregame protocols? As a coach, do you walk up to the opponent's best player and say, hey, Respect your game. You're moving in the right direction. But, man, this other guy I used to coach who's a Hall of Famer, who's going to be a Hall of Famer one day, you're, you're getting up there, but you haven't quite reached that level. Or do you stay away from the other star's player? What are your thoughts? Because Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator of Philly, went up to kind of pay homage and show respect to D.K. Metcalf, but he took it personally. And the result was, I think, 10 catches, 170-some yards against an extremely, extremely good cornerback in Darius Slay that we have a ton of respect for him on the show because he's a dog. Yeah, let's pay homage to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air if you ever seen the episode, Ashley Banks gets into a fight and she turns around and she says to the people in the back, like Will Smith taught her, just mind your business, just mind your business. And like, that's what we got to do. Let's not upset these guys. The coaches don't play, the players play. Just mind your business. Let DK Metcalf do whatever he's going to do on pregame. You don't even need to congratulate him. You don't need to tell him how good he is. Let him do what he's going to do. We work on our game plan. We go out here and execute. Let's stay away from the opponent's best player. Let's, let's avoid that altogether. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the 49ers will be playing games elsewhere, so their whole routine and protocols are going to change. As uh, Santa Clara said, there will be no contact sports for the next three weeks. Uh, the 49ers have one road game, two home games, and are going to be playing in Arizona. Talk about unprecedented times. Uh, 2020 each week of the NFL season just continues to throw something crazy at us. I could not imagine traveling to play a home game. Yeah, and I know the owner's not happy about this. Now we got to go pay for guys to stay in hotels. I don't know. if They said they worked out a deal with Arizona. I don't know if they cut Arizona a check. You know, it's just so much going on. It will be interesting to see um, what the owners are, are viewing and valuing from an investment standpoint and how much money they're making. You know, all of that plays a key role. So if, if things start to steamroll, it'll be interesting moving forward to see what exactly happens. Do we just fight through it and finish the season? Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. And um, even with all of that going on, the regular business of the NFL still takes place. Caldwell is fired as the Jaguars GM and Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, two friends of the show, uh, New England guys, uh, fired in Detroit. So uh, we don't even wait for Black Monday. Um, guys are getting relieved of their duties right during the season. Uh, COVID doesn't stop that, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. And I, I remember being in Tennessee and Wizard Hunt was our coach and halfway through he was fired and Malarkey took over. And it, it gives an instant jolt to the team because that uh, assistant coach and all of the assistant coaches have been watching. I'm sure there's been whispers. They've talked about, hey, we need to change this. We need to change that. And when someone else takes over, they've sat in the background and watched for however long they've been there. And they have their own ideas about what needs to change. And you're going to see that happen in Detroit. I think it's going to spark them. But Hold on, J-Mac, only- J-Mac, J-Mac, J-Mac. Did it result in wins for you? No, we still had a losing season. There's only so much a coach can do halfway through the season. So Good you got to deal with it. Uh, let's keep it rolling on all of these football topics. Um, as you guys have seen it, it came out and was reported. The Saints and the Patriots were both fined um, to add to a list of teams that have been fined this year uh, for breaking protocols and, and whatever you want to call those things. And um, the Patriots, it, it had to do with, you know, carrying devices and all of that stuff um, and, you know, everything that, that goes on in that. Like we all say, when you get COVID in your building like we had back in October, everything gets kind of just let's go through this. Let's go through this. Did you do this? Did you? And the Saints, on the other hand, was getting it in after the game. You know, we dancing, we we do. It's a big win, but you gotta mask up. And you saw this past week, the Saints were masked up as Demario Davis and them was getting it in the locker room after a big win. So everybody, I would say, players, coaches, organizations are learning as this is all kind of uh, rolling on this season. And, and each, I would say, each week's a learning lesson. You develop a new routine. You're so used to coming in. You're jumping around. You're celebrating. And now, I mean, we have their guys passing out masks when we first come in the locker room. And I think it, this is a good example because I think it needs to trickle down throughout the other leagues. Uh, the NFL finding people it becomes a topic. Everybody's reading it. Hopefully now in college when they come in from games, they're putting on masks. High school, Pop Warner, all the way down through. Because I do think it's something smart. You're back indoors. You're very close to each other. You're breaking it down, all of that good stuff. So I do think we need to continue to do that. And lessons learned, like you said. Um, also, in Houston, we had, like you said before, uh, Billy O'Brien was fired. Uh, new coach takes over interim. Now they have suspensions on two of their star players, Bradley Roby and Fuller. Both of them going to miss the remainder of the season and a game next year. Uh, 
2020 has been insane. Add PED violations to that as well. Well, you, you got to love these things. We were talking about this in our group chat, um, and I saw it all over Twitter and stuff. No matter what it is, like all PED violations that come up, it's always the same story. Like I took something and I didn't know. And obviously, I don't know the story behind either one of these guys. But it would be interesting someday if after someone gets caught with a PED submission, they like, yeah, man, you got me. You got me. I didn't. I knew you just got me. So uh, tough situation. But, in but, Houston. but I, I, I. But I do think sometimes it happens like that. Guys train places. Um, you're tr you're figuring out. All right, here here's this supplement that's gonna help. Here's that supplement, and then next thing you know, it comes up. Um, odd that both of them on the same team. They could have been training at the same place or or whatever. But it goes to show how important it is to make sure whatever you're putting in your body, you're running it through the team or running through somebody that has a, a ton of knowledge. Uh, on the topics of what the banned substances are and what they aren't. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, some of those cases are definitely true. Um, but out of all, you know, whatever amount of PED suspensions there's ever been in the NFL, there's some people who knew. That's all I'm saying, J-Max. Some Here people you go. knew. They knew what they were Here taking. you go. Speaking of PEDs, which assistant coach would you maybe give some PEDs for them to be able to suit up on Sunday? The Broncos, without a quarterback, wanted their quality control coach to be able to suit up and play quarterback. If you had to choose one coach on the New England Patriots, who would you want to go out there and suit up and take a snap with you? This is a no-brainer. First and foremost, the first guy you would never pick is Coach Bill Belichick. You do not want him suiting up for you. But the guy I would go with, and he would definitely need some PEDs to get back to what he used to be, Gerard Mayo. Bring Mayo back out there. Even as the little tiny guy that he is now, you put him in the middle. He knows all his checks. He's seen it all before. We'd be on the same page if we bring little uh, skinny linebacker Gerard Mayo back. Who you got? I'm going to go on the other side, and we have an assist assistant strength coach named Duran Mayo who played football at Hofstra University and I'm bringing Duran in there it was a linebacker and he's coming in there to take over for the uh, Gerard Mayo and he's going to go out there and ball so we're going to get a Mayo party going and have both of those guys back suited up on Sunday oh man and, and shout out rest in peace Hofstra football no longer a program uh, we got to give them their credit Yes, and speaking of no longer being, Nate Robinson gets in the boxing ring, and I'm pretty sure he will no longer be entering a boxing ring to fight anybody as he was knocked out. And if you've been on social media, the memes of him laying cold, knocked out on the ring floor uh, were all over the place. He fought YouTuber Jake Paul, and it just did not go his way. I mean, but my, go ahead. It, it, it was the Martin episode where Martin boxed Tommy. I mean, it was to a t It looked like a show. It looked like a sitcom. The way he got, I mean, he got knocked down like three or four times. And the last one was just night, night, just to the canvas. And, you know, Mocha Sports helps us out running this, uh, this podcast. And they do a lot with Showtime Boxing. I don't know if any of them have ever seen someone get knocked out like this. Um, and that was all in front of the main event. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Um, I did not really see any of that fight. Um, it was a draw, and I think it was a draw. I'll let you know everything you need to know about the fight. Um, they made some money. Pay-per-view made money, so great. Um, but not ideal for what you want to see. I watched the weigh-in, and I can't unwatch that. For sure. But two Hall of Famers, uh, two of the best at their crafts, and will definitely go down in history. Uh, but definitely was something that I did not Hey, you just got to... You got to think about it. We don't want to see Shaq and Charles Barkley play basketball no more in the NBA. It just is what it is. Now, for our, one of our favorite times of the week, the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. 
J-Mac, what do you got this week? We're going down to Nashville. Anchor down, Vanderbilt has the first female player of a Power 5 school compete in a game. Kicker Sarah Fuller, a senior soccer player, goes out there and is able to compete for the first time. She is able to kick the second half kickoff, but she made history going out there being the first girl to do so. But Vanderbilt, let her kick the field goal. Let her kick off. Let it get her deep down the field. And then her teammates didn't help her out a lot because they lost 41 to zip. And we've given Jawan Williams and Adam Butler a hard time about Vandy not competing this year. And they were able, they actually let go of their coaching staff. But Sarah Fuller, you're the MVP of the season. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Sarah Fuller to stay focused through all of the distractions and all of the media hype. She was locked in, ready to go. Vanderbilt, you know you're going to lose. You haven't won a game all year. I don't care if you get anywhere over midfield, let her just kick the ball. It would have been a highlight for your fans. Nashville would have loved you, but now they only talk about Derrick Henry. It could have been you, Vandy. It could have been you. Man, let's get into some uh, Twitter questions. Ryan Ferb says, what goes into lock? What goes in the locker room during halftime, especially the Super Bowl Fifty One halftime? Uh, I'll hit the halftime. Obviously, wasn't there for Super Bowl Fifty One, but just in general, not a ton of time. Only twelve minutes for halftime. The Super Bowl actually is uh, almost double, almost a half an hour. Uh, but during the normal halftime, you go in there, you get a bathroom break, you grab something to drink real quick, uh, hit some energy, and then you're going over to halftime adjustments. And then next thing you know, uh, you're back out there on the field. But you get a chance to regain some of your thoughts. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. And I only know in New England. So it's like everyone comes in and you're locked in. And like J-Max said, at that Super Bowl 51, you had so much time. It was coming. We knew what we were doing. We were coming. You had five minutes to yourself. Then you had five minutes to go over the first half. Then you had another five minutes to yourself. And then you had another five minutes to review what were going to be the adjustments for the second half. We didn't have time to think about how much we were losing by. It was let's fix this and let's just give ourselves the last 30 minutes with this 2016 team, and it turned out in our favor. Shout out Super Bowl 51. Shout out Super Bowl 51 MVP in our eyes, James White. We have an upcoming event with coming up with David Yerman, December 11th to December 13th. All you have to do is go to the Yerman store and the Copley Mall right there in Boston, and 10% of anything you purchase will go to our Tackle Sickle Cell Fund. This is December 11th through December 13th. Copley Mall, David Yerman. Over the past two years, we've been able to partner with David Yerman and raise over $100,000 to go towards our Tackle Sickle Cell. And if you do this, you can also go online and for the coupon code, just write in TWINS and that'll give us 10% as well. And each and every person that does this will get a special David Yerman ornament that is not sold anywhere, exclusive for you. Yeah, and make sure you jump in this because you're not only going to get a cool ornament, but you're going to give yourself a chance. If you go and you spend $5,000, you'll get invited to a Zoom meet and greet and you'll get to meet myself and we'll throw J-Mac along if you want that. Thanks. Um, and then also, you have a chance to win autographed memorabilia from us, game-worn jerseys, game-worn cleats. Just go out there and try to spend the most money in the three days. Help out Tackle Sickle Cell and get a chance to support some exclusive content and time with J-Mac and D-Mac. All this information will be on our social media pages, McCourty Twins. 
Appreciate that. And like always, thank you guys for tuning in. You know you can find us right here each and every week on Ness. And if you miss us there, YouTube, iTunes, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And like always, we will see you guys each and every week with an upcoming game. We're getting ready to go to California for two games, Sunday and then Thursday night. And over these holiday seasons, make sure you have a reason to say, Mama, we made it! Because that's what it's all about. See you guys next week.